So it's good to be here. God bless. And, uh, you know, I just actually last week got back Friday from being up with Chris and Sheila in the Zuku. And uh, I just want to say, like, it's, it was the fantastic two weeks um, that I could ever have imagined. And being with Chris and Sheila and seeing their 21 children, your 21 children, ours. Um, and I couldn't help, I couldn't help but being with hopefully like a fatherly pride like um, and just so and particularly over Rob and Patrice so what they're doing like they're their they're their power here towards them they represent us and don't say well done Rob and like we know the work you put in the energy you put in and believe me our kids are the best care for kids in the whole village because when you remember me where the village kids are at and that's the goal and that's the goal, but that goal would then be like God in any way. He breaks stuff and gives other people other people stuff in there. We just wanted to say well done, Rob, Patrice, and like and Liberty Church because it's amazing. It's absolutely otherworldly what's happening out there. And, and when we went out there a couple of years ago, and Rob was out there with him in September, then I think I went with Patrice's team in October or something like that. And them guys had a meeting and like something like 26 people gave their hearts to Jesus. And we know all of them are not going to be, well, we'd love them all to be immediately in church. And we know some are seeds and some have been watered. And uh, but there was a people gathered. And then we went out a couple of weeks later. And uh, oh yeah, the chief was one of the people in that village that I gave the life to the Lord that, that, that evening. Or that, was it evening wasn't it? And then we went out the next couple of weeks and then the chief was there and then Sunday morning was we had um, church underneath a tree in the, and it was like the best church I've ever been at in my life and uh, we had the worship coming out of the back of a pickup truck because we only had a CD and chairs that had three legs and half a legs and you I mean it's like everything that we think oh God we do all this and you come we built a cathedral and you come all he needs is a heart and the people gathered in the same and he said were hunger in the heart and it was it was it was phenomenal. But the, the Lord gave me a word for the chief that morning. The whole message was from the chief. And it was like about in the Bible the difference between the village called Lazarus and the village called Capernaum. Or your translation may say town but once in village. And uh, Nazareth said he didn't want Jesus. Remember he read the scroll, he would see think he is and not the character son. And it says because he was not that he couldn't do many miracles there at the time. And he goes to Capernaum and he goes in and, and, he, and, and he, you know, he goes into the synagogue and there's a man with a, a demon and the first place that demon was cast out <laughs> was, in the, was in the holy, holy place. That's interesting in itself. Goes to Peter's house, sees his mother-in-law. She gets up makes some dinner. That cries the crowd. And he laid all the sick outside. Jesus came up, sits well. The, the they all called to the chief that day, which she didn't hold up for the first 20 minutes, so I was like, Lord, I'm not going to miss this. Like, in my mind, change and something, you know, like. And then, uh, anyway, when I got up with Reed, she was there. And I said, Chief, if you want Jesus, not just be Lord, but like, Lord in the village. Welcome, welcome, my boy Samuel. And what, there was only seconds, but it took an eternity, and she stood to welcome Jesus as the Lord in the village. The promise that the Lord gave us that they would prosper. So much so that they'd be able to feed other people. So much so that their crops would be bumper. 
Someone would show up down in what our chief would say, what happened up in the village? And your answer is Jesus. And this is two years later, I don't know how many years later, but it was there. And I'm kind of that village as possible. There's still great news, don't get me wrong, because we were there, we went there. And then, for a fellow that had a donkey, you know, has eight donkeys. A fellow that had no sheep, has sheep. The woman next door that we pray for consistently this year, and then that the bell, Carvel. My Carvel. And then, uh, driving a car. Like, it's like, and it just, it's not for someone from the outside to come in after a while and go, do you not see what's happening? Like, honestly, the, the, the cows in that place, if you had cows, were like anorexic. They're running around there with the best looking cows, like, because we were sitting on the way up from South Africa. Look, when you see the difference from them cows to our cows, we go over, and their cows are no different than their cows. And in, that, in their world, that's huge prosperity. Huge prosperity. And just to be able to remind them, and the chief, the chief son got shot dead a couple of that way, months or something. And uh, we went to see the chief on the way in. And then uh, you're not getting to say hello, and you basically you're, you're honouring the chief as the head of the village. And uh, but she was a shell of the woman that we'd met and during the week in there in the staff devotions. You know how many staff you have over there? Getting left to the Lord, coming to know the Lord, feeling the Lord, expressing the Lord, giving love to the kids that has been given to them by the Lord. And then, but one of the mornings we prayed for the chief, but it wasn't prayer. You know when prayer is beyond saying prayer, it's like God's heart. For someone, it's called the procession, and we could feel the grief of the chief. So we went back over with Marcus. This is like a week later, and the day could sit where we're in the tent and hold a hand and kiss a hand and say, "Look, we feel your pain, but God let me know He feels your pain." And I thought, what a place in the world could that happen other than someone that has opened the world up to Jesus and say, you know, that He feels your heart and your pain. And you haven't been in church since that happened eight months ago. She came on that Sunday, and you could see the whole shortness because when she comes in, it's a different level of, of whatever happens in the spiritual realm is a different level. And I just want to say, oh, she's well done. And you know what? We went out half of the offering every month from Liberty Halibase goes to feed the poor. And we happened to be there at the time when the poor was getting fed, and we went to four families that get fed for the whole month. And then uh, and there's poverty there, but these were, I don't know how Chris is here even points it, but these are people, like kids, three kids, four kids, left on their own with a man that was in South Africa. And a 13 year old left to raise them, and, and Chris is here receiving them on behalf of you, on behalf of liberty. And uh, you know what I learned when I was there? I'm in this hut, darkened hut, no noise, went to another hut with a young Mary, young Mary, you Doing a home walk before the light goes down. No electricity, no no like, and then uh, no, no candles. She's like, just move out of the way there instead of like getting in the door. We had all their iPhones where things on, this is a teenager committed to being educated, like get that ass for a homework done. And we went to that house, this other house where then our kids were. And what I realised is I can go. That this world is not all that there is. And I had such an sense of eternity. I was saying, no, with those kids, this is not me. This is not all that there is. I understand what Jesus says, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. I understood it, but see it in their faces, that, that they would be such as the kingdom of God belongs to them. 
Do you know, like all these things that you and I, we have the chance, as Christian Sheila says, that we are the hands and feet in this village. We're the hands and feet wherever we go of Jesus. But when you see that, the, the need in them, they didn't get the need of food, but they needed a man like that. That's what they needed. They needed someone to put their arm around them and look at them. And say everything's going to be all right. Not because we were able to take them out of the situation, but just make account that this is not all that it is. This is not all there is. That there's an eternity, and you are the ones that will be up the front. And they'll be at the, they'll, they'll be, they'll be at the best table, the, that table up at the front. And you know what? You know what they're going to have? KFC. Kingdom fried chicken. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> doing a rib oil Christian version of KFC. Kingdom fried chicken. But God is good for it. Well done. I said all that. Sorry to say well done. That. This is real stuff, boys. Like I said, I said the, 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 the church, I said, their goal is, is to get every single one of your family called Liberty over. To meet you, to see you, to mind you, to hold hands, to walk with you down the village. That's their goal. It doesn't matter my sister was 67 years of age when she came, so, so don't write yourself off that end. And Penny went to a toilet, don't write yourself off that end. That's for all of us, because like the chief says when she came out for us, this is what she said, you and my family. We're all family. That's that's whole words. And then and I keep telling them that you have a bigger family back home in Ireland. So like they just finished service, let's pray for them. Can even say Father, uh, thank you for your heart for the poor and the lonely and the last and the least. Thank you that you position us in their part of the world and so we can help others in their part of the world and vice versa. I promise them, I, I kid you not, um, we still pray five mornings a week in our house at six to seven and people call me. And I'd exaggerate if I said we pray for these every morning, or I wouldn't exaggerate if I said we, we pray for two or three times a week. And I asked them that they make that commitment to us. And I believe they do. So Lord, as we pray for them and they pray for us, we can let your kingdom come. On the areas of this Lord, I thank you that you are a genius in all of the ways. You're a genius in how you connect us and how you put your love in our heart for others. I pray, Jesus, that you pour your love upon us today so that we can move all around us. Because, Lord, the reality is that this is what I said to him. I know kids that I left in their city, in their nation alone. They need a man and dad, and they need a consistent person in their life. And I ask that you would raise a big church to be that wherever we go. That we would have this fatherly and motherly anointing upon us. And when we see someone in distress or need, just a word out, a kind heart, would do something in their hearts, Son of God. Raise it with you, Lord. Please raise it with us. To be your hands and feet for me, Lord. For real Jesus, real love, real power, real gentleness, real breakthroughs, real healings, healing of the heart and the minds of God, past, and a great hope for tomorrow and the future Lord. Let us be carriers of your message, Jesus. Amen.
I haven't said much, so I'm going to keep crying in the face. It's not because I'm ill, it's just because I'm mad for it. But um, I just have, have a word for Jake. Jake, could you stand up for a moment? I know it's your birthday. But um, I'm going to burn you. Some of the bad I was asking the Lord for the word for you when I was from your worship of the day, and uh, you didn't make it. I went to St. Jacob, I took And uh, the scripture came to my mind. In chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, David is called out by God. And uh, chapter 17, it says, The champion came out, his name was Goliath. He came out and he was called all starts type of havoc. He was, he was someone who won the fight, was going to bring the Israelites into captivity. They were going to be subjected to the Philistines. And it's this joint of a champion, that's what he's called, being raised up to do havoc. God was raising David in the fields. I just feel God was telling don't despise the days of preparation, James. I wouldn't say David was always left around those fields. He was on his own. He felt on his own. But Edward was on his own. And he became aware of the presence of God and in a way that no one else could in the groups. Because they were all afraid. They were all terrified. And when the joint came out, but the one that God was preparing in the secret place, he brought me into a public place and he took on the joint. And you know the story, he defeated him. There was a champ that was above that champ who was made a champion by the ultimate champion of all Jesus. He conquered death, sin in the grave. And then the difference is in chapter 16, near from the second last verse. And it says, Samuel poured oil over David, and the power of God came upon him from that day forward. And I just pray and release the day over you, Jake, in anointing that makes you a champ in the kingdom of God. That those who are oppressed and those who are going to be brought into captivity, that something from God's power in you will change that. I tell you to celebrate your days of preparation. I encourage you to, to seek God, worship Him, because He's something to show you. He's something like David was brought into that fight. He was brought into that place. And God wants to bring you into things. He wants to bring you into your own. He wants to bring you in where, where your, your name means something on earth and in heaven. And I just release the anointing of God. And if you put your hand on his head, please. I just release the anointing of God. That's what enables us. That's what empowers us. That's what equips us for the walk ahead. And today, Jane, we just mark on your birthday that God's Spirit comes upon you with power. And you will operate that from this day forward. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <coughs> We could all stand around a picture then of uh, a cloud. Not the only, you know, I was down on the over yesterday in a panic in London, and, uh, and I, I realised they already had it, and it was that cloud figure, you know, we saw them in the arrow pointing down. And I just had a picture of one of them worshipping, and then, um, you know, Moses had an experience of God with the cloud. Before it was the oil cloud, it was the oil cloud. And, uh, and I just feel God, I believe in all the heart of God wants to say, He wants to download stuff into each one of our lives.
And, you know, what's up in the cloud? There's documents, there's photographs, isn't there? There's something music. Maybe a book now. Or I believe the arrow was going down, which didn't go down, was down low. I pray right now, we'll use our minds and our hearts. Mary eyes, Mary ears. For spiritual revelation of what God has, his teachers for you, his, his documentation of your life, his plans, his architectural drawings, his singing, his music. I release it in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just go along now, Lord. I believe it so, Lord. We just start feeling we open up your ways now in our hearts and minds, oh God. We want to receive, Lord. I have to press up, I have to press get. GDT is get it. God's there, waiting on you, and you press the button. And we reach out with faith, Lord. And we say, we want to get what you have for us. We want you to, we want to have what you have for us, God. We want to see what you see out there, Lord. We want, to, we want to know your documentation. We want to know your plans. We want to know your purposes. We want to hear your songs, Lord. Afresh, afresh. Hallelujah, Lord. That, 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 that cloud is full of mystery. It's full of stuff in the oil clouds. But Lord, you're, you're, what's in your cloud? Far away is anything that man can come up with, Lord God. And we ask, Lord, we ask that you would come now, Lord, that you would descend, Lord, your Holy Spirit would come. Promises that you've given us, like I forgot we all gave something to you, Lord. Promises that you forgot. Lord, we sit down on them. Just remind each one of us that he who promises is faith. That he who gave that promise is faith. He who gave that promise will come. He who said will come and will not delay. Do not throw your confidence away. Do not throw your confidence away. And he who will come will come quickly. He who promise will come. Do not shrink back. He who said do not shrink back. You are not those who shrink back in this world. You are not those who believe in yourself. You are not those who believe in Caesar for salvation. Lord, promise us, don't worry, Lord. Remind. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Do you remember? I did show you that. The devil is trying to love it. Life is trying to love it. He's trying to throw it away when it keeps coming back. That's because it's from God. Lord, I pray we knew our confidence in you fresh. We knew our confidence in your word. We knew our confidence in your faithfulness, Lord, in your goodness. Release it, Lord, because we knew it, Lord. Every place where it's hindered, damaged, oh God. Every place where it's 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 um, God, or it's blurred, oh God. That you bring our vision clearer, clearer. That it's you who promised, it's you who said, it, Lord God, and it's you who is the one who's on the stage. You don't know, oh God. Next steps. We get it, Lord. We receive it. We receive it in the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Just a quick word. Um, fast. It's <laughs> a quick word. But, um. Huh? That was good. That was a third. Um, but, uh. A couple of weeks ago, when I was here, um. 
I was encouraging us to listen now for the instructions of the Lord. Did, did Jamie say that? Was that somewhere? But because uh, when the Lord, when you hear the word of the Lord and His and His application of the word, He's constructing something in your life. He's building something. He's 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 building His church. He's building um, His uh, His people up. His uh, His building brings construction. And equally, to, there is an evil one, there is a devil. And his God's word in your life doesn't only bring construction in your life, but it brings destruction in the kingdom of darkness. That the Bible talks about the weapons, there's weapons that, is, that will not prosper, that is fighting against you. Do you know, but there's weapons that God has given us that will prosper against the evil one and the things of the evil one. And, um, and I suppose um, this is a bit similar, that... Um, and basically, this is what I believe. You know, when I've been reading on in the Bible project over the last while, it's like, you know, um, preaching line by line, uh, I love it. Uh, but then there's also what they call topical preaching, where God gives you an idea and it, and it covers an expansiveness of the scriptures from from Genesis even to Revelation, if you had that time um, to do this. But, and and this, is, this is what I, I believe the Lord wants to say that if we do what God wants us to do, we will get what he wants us to get. If we do what God wants us to do, we will have what he wants us to have. If we go to where God wants us to go, we will be where God wants us to be. Are you with me? And, and it's all over the scriptures. And um, the, the first part, the first scripture that came to my mind, and I think it's because I find it hilarious, um, is, is in Matthew 17, verse 24. And on. So here, let me read it out to you. After Jesus and his disciples arrived at Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma ta- temple tax came to Peter and asked, Doesn't your teacher pay temple tax? Yes, he does, he replied. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. What do you think, Simon, he asked. From whom do the kings of the earth collect you and taxes from? Their own children or from others? From others, Peter replied. Then the children are, accept- uh, the children are exempt, Jesus said to him. But so that you may not cause offence, go to the lake, throw a line in, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find four drachma coins there. Take it and give it to the tax collectors. I'm like, if you, if you do what Jesus tells you to do, you will get what Jesus wants you to get. You know, and of all the ones, imagine like, imagine me going, Terry, here's what the word of the Lord. Go down to the beach, the first fish you catch, there's a few bobbing up your taxes. You know, you're like, he is crazy. I am not going to do it. And you can imagine Peter, like, on the way, going to do it. And Peter going down, going, did he say the first fish? I, I would some type of mix up mind when it comes to numbers, like, and then you could say to me, like, I was in America with Sharon, and we went to a hotel, and I said, Sharon, I'll park car, you book in, I'll go in. Your woman said to me, Sharon was already in the room. Just say she said, the room was 321. I get into the elevator. My, Somewhere it got to me, so did she say one, two, three, two, three, one, one? And I'm mixing them all around to the, to the fact now I'm up on the tour floor shouting, Sharon! Sharon! You know, and uh, see, imagine Peter in that situation. Did he say the four fish of the second fish? You know what I mean? What many fishes? Did he say four dragmans? Did he say, oh, I have that all done up in, in, in such a way that I'd, I'd walk by the fish? But if you do what Jesus says you do, you will have what Jesus says you need to have. And it's so important that we hear God so many times and yet there's times we don't do listen to the instruction 
to carry it out. The lepers that, um, that came to Jesus, he said, go and show yourself to the priest and you'll be healed. If you go where Jesus tells you to go, you'll have what Jesus says you will have. He says you're going to be healed. Do this and you'll be healed. I guarantee if you do it, you'll be healed. Because that's his, his, his whole, um, his whole, that's the picture he paints over and over and over again in the scriptures. The boy, the boy with his five loaves and two fishes. That if you give to Jesus what he asks you to give to you, he will bring multiplication in what you get to him. It's like there's a principle all over the scriptures that, that we have a part to play. It's called faith, it's called stepping out, it's called believing, it's called not just hearing but doing. It's called someone that is like, like Lord, I want, to, I want to see your kingdom come. Well, step out into it. What have you got in your hands? Five loaves and two fishes. There's 5,000 people. That was just the men. Probably 15,000 if you counted women and children. And the little boy hands over all that he had. And Jesus multiplied it so everybody had something of his little bit. You might think, I only, I'm only a, a, a one three pound. Or I, I haven't got much to give. I'm telling you, that's a life from hell. God has not created anybody with nothing to give. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do that. It's not in his DNA. Everything he has is genius and created and, and, and given. So every human born, there's something of God's image in that person that that person has something to give. Now this world may break it down, this world may rob it, circumstances, situation, you may have given away a hundred times, but that doesn't take away from the fact that you have your little loaves and fishes. But if you put them in the hand of Jesus, you will have what he wants you to have. Amen? Speaking of Mother's Day, Jesus is at the wedding hanging in John's gospel. And there's a problem. And he was going to fix it. And Jesus' mother says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Then, if you do what he tells you to do, you will have what you need to have. And he says to his mother, I love the words, woman, it's not my time yet. It's amazing what a mother can get a son to do, even before his time. So hear that, Sam? It's amazing what your mother can get to do, even before his time. And if you know the story, you fill it all empty with water, and they receive the best one in the end. If Jesus tells you to do something, do it. If he tells you to stop doing something, do it. If he tells you to go somewhere, go somewhere. If he tells you to say it, say it. If he tells you to, 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 what's that word? To give something, give it. If he says, here's your loans, give me your loans and fishes. Take it. If he tells you to say something, say it. Because then you will have what he wants you to see in your world, in your life, in your situation. And if they're the simplest of things. I, I look back when I first became a Christian. Last week we were Christian. Me, Shantan, Shantan, Gabriel, I love the Lord. 23 years old. Tuesday just gone. 22nd of March, 1989. Um, and you know, you think, you know, 33 years later. And we've seen God, honestly... Over and above, my prayer for anyone is, is Lord, I've seen so much in you in, in these 33 years. When I pray for the church and live because you know, give them a hundred times more than I've ever seen. And I've received a lot. That's my prayer. And you think, you know, is it is it just 
in anointing, which there is an anointing of God. But before any of that, you're a son or a daughter. So it's because of sons and daughters. But God asks you to do certain things at certain times. And if you do it, you get what he has for you. And I was thinking about this. You know what my biggest one was at the beginning? There's two I'll tell you about, but the biggest one I, 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 I was. I was on a bus one day, and you had to pay 80 pence to get into town. And I got on and I paid 40 pence. And I wasn't even thinking, so you can get a lot, away with a lot when you're dyslexic with numbers. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. But I made a mistake. I made, I was fortunate enough that I read the ticket that used to tell you where you had to get on the VA. And I read and I only got as far as Mead Street in Dublin. I tried to dismiss it because I was going to town. And the Holy Spirit was there. Until I got off that bus. And sometimes you think it's a big flash of light. But maybe it's just being obedient and being mighty fair and then little things that cause you to have what God wants to have in this world. Oh, we were, we used to have back in the good old days, we called the living in sin. We used to have Sharon, Warren, Mary, we were together, we had a little trees. And from the, mo- the night after I got saved, and I got a girl that day, I, I felt guilty. But I didn't know what conviction was, so all I knew was guilty. So I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what to do, how much I was going to do this. I'm only off to whack the racket out 24 hours before of this world. Next day, next day, next day. I remember saying it to someone, but he said, No, it's simple. God doesn't want you to have anything, right? Oh, it was right. You're right. So, Sharon came in the prayer meeting, and, and this is how I proposed to her. I'll never see you not again to your marriage. Such a romantic. And Sharon said, What's going on? I said, Sharon, this is what I said to you. I said, Oh, I'm not going to have again to your marriage. And then because, not because of anything that I see in God now, because Jesus' heart is so important, I didn't want to Not that I haven't, but I've hunted in a million times. But it's not that I didn't. The heart is a dumb one. And Sharon says, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so we moved to the trees, probably not far away, into the double bed. And I started to sing the bed when I was known as until we got married. And when I look back on the language, I thought, hell, what you've seen and the have in the kingdom, where did you put that back to? Seeing what Jesus asked me to do at the beginning. Give me the power to do what Jesus wanted me to do. In the heart of stuff, like, forgive me. Let people go. That if you do what Jesus wants you to do, I'll encourage you to have what he wants you to have. He says to the disciples, go and wait until there was an action on it. And they went and done what he told them to do. And that's how they did. They got what he wanted in the The power of the Holy Spirit to change the world. That's how important this stuff is. There's no one away from 40 days. 40 days. I don't know. We should go 40 minutes. 40 days. They waited and waited because Jesus said it. Then they got what he wanted them to have. And if we want to go as a disciple point, we need to have what they got. Power of the Holy Spirit. And they said, Who is this for? He said, For all our sons and daughters, all your women. So what they get, what they got, we get. The power of the Holy Spirit to be able to live this life. 
And all he says is, you take it for him, me take it for him. Wait on the Lord. Just wait on him. Those who wait upon the Lord are going to renew their strength. They're walking up the road where you are. I'm not going to worry. They're not going to wait for you. That you're walking. You're waiting for a simple walk. You're walking for a simple way. Everyone in your, your own race is disarmed. And it's that process of waiting, waiting, because he wants us to have something we've never had before. That's what that player pitched again. He wants us to have something we haven't had before up to this point. Why? Because there's a new day, there's a new month, there's a new year, there's a new season ahead of Liberty Church. And he wants us to be his hands and feet. Amen. And that's what encourage you, encourage you. You can remember, I've said it no point for the week. If I do what Jesus asks me to do, I will get what he wants me to get. If I do what he wants to do, I will have what he needs, what I, what I need to have. And I pray today, Lord Jesus, that everything that is stopping us or hindrance from entering into that space, that you would free us up today. Please, Lord Jesus. Have these two great pictures on your phone. And then we'll try to put a video together for next week to show you just tripping progress of Christian cells over and over again. But when we were over there, that meeting in the house, toy man there, Rob Saint Terry, we were sitting in the house street, wall to wall people, and I'm sitting there with a little kid called Peter Dell. And then Peter Dell was on three or four, I wasn't seeing all that time, but like he was one of the kids that like a bunch of them that came every morning out to our house. We had a meeting right at the time, I can't see how like at about six o'clock in the morning one morning. Oh, I'm going to have a little bit of time. It's a little bit of time. And uh, anyway, um, and you fall in love with kids, don't you? And this is, this is the lad. And um, one of the lads is there. So we arrived this point, which is about two and a half years now, And uh, so all the kids are coming down because they see us and uh, the whole of hands. Three new people like Hegel's. Five out of six people were in addiction. Isn't that amazing? And now they're serving houses, building houses for all the children. And then the three little lads they just out of the plan next to them and just swamp the kids around them, all holding their hands. And here's these three like macho inner city heads like breaking down with tears and all the one got in the hands like it was just it was a beautiful thing to see kid just touching the heart of somebody. Anyway, we're there next minute, on and on. This little fella Peter Dello, a couple of years before, held me hands as like a little four year old. Now he's coming down, like he's, he's a shepherd. He's like probably six and a half, and he's a shepherd out of school. He's on the donkey, with the last thing, getting the cows up. I mean, pulls this height, like he's, he's getting them down that, that mountain. And, and I was watching him all the week because when he's off school, he'd come over to where we were working on the site, and he'd have his donkeys there and all this stuff in there. And, and the donkeys have this rope on them, right? And on the end of the rope was a stake. And so if you want the donkeys to stay in place, it's the same on the ground. But every now and then, when the donkeys are going through the, 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 ter- the, the terrain, the stake would get caught under a saw or something, unintentionally, and the donkey can't move. And that's a picture of the Lord getting in for us this morning. That what's, what's catching up the stuff is causing you to not move. And all the people that look came was took the stake out of the sound and the donkey could have been And that's the ministry of the body of Christ. That we can be used by God just to take that. It doesn't take an army. It doesn't take someone that is holy and anointed. 
Just say to someone to say, don't have to stay, we'll just make that one stop. The boy will call that prayer. The boy will call that playing on hands. Not just pastors or great preachers or wherever we put them right, but the body. Peter Dell probably sits in hands. He was saying the donkey. I probably weighed 50 points away. I just want to finish just with that this morning. And you just, before God, you feel this look. God's already said he has to fall to them now. If God is in that, you and I, there's a stuckness. That's the word. But God just wants to free you with it. He wants you to know a bit more freely. <coughs> and not only will that safety be moved, but they'll all be taken off you. Can I ask you just to reach and just put your hands on your shoulder? Jesus, 
We can be all that you call us to be, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. Lord God, as I speak the devil, all his boy was able to move a flock, Lord God. About ten like donkeys, Lord. This is able to move them, Lord. The Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that anything, Lord, that needs to be moved, gets moved. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Just release your goodness. Release your goodness, Lord. Release your goodness. Let your goodness come upon us like a coat that we wear, Lord God. Like a, like a, a, a Joseph's coat, Lord God. Multicolored, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. And we wear, Lord. We just get that coat off, my Father. My Father. Just close us right now, Lord. Close with your goodness. That's what the word means. Goodness and mercy. That word goodness means something you wear, something you put on. The goodness of God is bad, it's just cold, it's, it's a hat, it's a cap, it's, it's, it's a heaven's jersey. That, the heavenly zones, these things where you got a call of God, accepted by God, loved by God, released by God. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Got a word for someone, just give it to them. Show me some words right now, Lord. Download pictures documentation of God, your word of God, songs of God, for one and all Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give us more, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Freedom in the hands of God. Freedom in the hands of God. Mental wholeness. Hallelujah. Emotional wholeness, Lord. Wounds healed, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shalom over each one and every heart of God. Your peace that brings wholeness and, and, and completeness and prosperity, Lord. Pour it out upon us, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just an open Just an open up. I just feel God's just opening up. I see the plan open up. The pair, the sinking places and made of God's place in you. He's opening you up. Don't be afraid of the open. Don't be afraid of that in you. Don't be afraid of you. It causes a bit of uncomfortability to get open. There's something in it that God wants to. Going to this land for this world. For somebody, at least somebody, 